it's coming around pretty quickly. Testing will be here before we know it. Weeks away. I know, yeah. Who um, most excites you? Obviously, Max is now locked in yeah. Red Bull till 2023. Charles Leclerc has done the same with, with Ferrari, which is, which is great, really. Kind of sets up the stall a bit, doesn't it? Um, what do you think we can be most excited about this year? Other than seeing each other in the paddock. This year is a funny one because it is the last year before the big reg changes. Mm. So how much will actually change this year? Because surely everybody has got their 2021 heads on. Mm. It is a kind of lost year. I'm not trying to put anybody off, but I don't see why the norm would change in 2020 because I think that everybody is geared up for this massive set of rule changes, which is coming in in 2021, where I think that, you know, Red Bull will be absolutely on it. Um, And I'm really excited, though, to see how the Max and Charles battle goes, Mm. because they are the future of the sport. You know, will this be Sebastian's last year? It sounds uh, from, if you believe what you read in the newspapers and and also from Ferrari, it sounds like it could Mm. be. Um, So there is going to be a bit of a changing of the guard. Um, But, you know, Seb and Charles have got to get through another season at Ferrari. (laughs) to get to that last race possibly in Abu Dhabi because that is going to be fireworks. Um, I don't know about you, but I saw a real shift in Charles in in Austria when Max did the overtake. You kind of felt like he was like, okay, I can get my elbows out now as well. You know, I don't have to playing this Mr. Nice Guy so much anymore. And you, and you saw him really step up. And I really feel for 2020 that we're going to build on that rivalry, which I think the fans will love. Yeah, and that, that is the future. Mm. You know, that's what excites me most, that, um, you know, Formula One is quite a brutal sport in a way that you get, like, you know, you stand there at the end of a season and you're getting all emotional and you're interviewing Felipe Massa and Fernando Alonso. What was your biggest highlight? And you've brought so much to the sport. And, you know, you sort of have these conversations like the sport's not going to be able to continue with them. Without being disrespectful, you know, how many times were they really mentioned last year? Mm. Probably not that many because it moves on. You know, if I left tomorrow, I'll never be mentioned ever again. If anyone Stop mentions it. again. No, but it's true, though. <laughs> I mean, the sport you. goes so quickly. <laughs> I'll miss you. The, the sport goes so quickly. Do you think we'll still be there with like, Zimmer frames down the pit lane? Absolutely. Going, but they'll be electric. <laughs> and they won't make a noise, so I'll definitely get run over in the pit lane. Um, yeah, Girls, I'll just give it up. Move on. Exactly. Make way for the younger models. I think it's. What excites me is some new races on the calendar as well. Mm. You know, there's going to be Vietnam, uh, Zandvoort, which I know they're doing a lot of rebuilding at. Zandvoort's a track that I've been to uh, many times and it is fantastic and Tarzan Corner and things. I hope they don't all uh, change too much of it. But to be honest, to to get Formula One there, you're going to have Mm. to do uh, some considerable work to it. But, you know, I do think for anyone, I'm sadly not going to that race because I'm presenting rugby that weekend. But I do think for anyone going to that race, you probably don't want to book a flight back until about the Tuesday because the traffic and fans will be so intense. I mean, I missed flights back from, you know, the the Euro, the F3 Masters from there and things and that's like an F3 weekend and it's fantastic. But, you know, you're not getting a flight back for a day. In the Pink is sponsored by Bose. Treat your ears and your senses with the Bose Noise Cancelling 700 series. Their unrivaled noise cancelling technology means you'll hear and be heard like never before. And touch and voice recognition means you're free to keep your head up and you'll never miss a thing. Do you remember when we got stuck and it was 
absolutely tonking down with rain in Germany. Oh, God. I mean, we, we've was... had some near misses I mean, getting to the airport and holding yeah. up planes and all sorts. It's just, I suppose it's, yeah, nature of the beast, isn't it? I got it? stuck in China for a week with the ash cloud. Remember oh the Icelandic ash? <laughs> I got on a plane. I didn't really know. I got the, I got a, basically a seat on a Lufthansa and got out in Frankfurt. But I think it was meant to go to Munich or something. There was some confusion about that as well. And then I asked Norbert Haug if there was any spare cars. And I, we, got, we basically did an Ash Cloud Grand Prix and drove from Frankfurt to... I did my last year of um, uni for, for Daimler-Benz in Stuttgart. So we got in this car, then we zoomed up to Calais and then we got the boat and then we got back. I think we were like the first ones back from that mammoth task. Wow. So you won it. So, top of the podium. So top Love of the, it. First no, time and last no. time ever. <laughs> Is there, I mean, you just made me think of places like South Korea, Mokpo, oh. some of the memories of those places. I remember going to China and thinking... It's weird. China's weird because you fly in and Shanghai is incredible. But where the race is, isn't in Shanghai. No. So you kind of go out. And we used to stay in this hotel next to um, a slaughterhouse, which as a vegetarian is slightly problematic. Um, and I remember my underwear going missing. So <laughs> I swear to God, this is a true story. And I remember putting all, because we'd come, it was a back-to-back, and so we'd come from somewhere else, probably Japan. Would it, what, would it have been Japan? Uh, Japan Australia, maybe. Or no, but this was... China. Was it Malaysia? No, no, no. Hang oh, on. yeah, it could have been. Would it, it would Malaysia? always be Australia, Malaysia, China. That's it. So it would come from Malaysia. So all my laundry needed doing. Mm. So I put it all in, in the Chinese hotel, and it all came back, bar the underwear. And then the next thing I know... Crofty was wearing it. Ah, can you imagine? <laughs> no, the next thing I know, the, the, the star from the hotel had turned up at my door with a bottle of wine. And oh, he God. goes to me, um, we're really sorry about your underwear. And I said, right, can I, can I have it back? And he went, no, I'm afraid not. It's gone forever. I said, what do you, what do you mean? Anyway, went downstairs explaining this to the likes of Crofty and Ted. And they went, oh, you don't know about the... Uh, the underwear trick. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And they said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Happens all the time. And then I went into the paddock and I spoke to a number of girls in the paddock who said they nick the underwear and then they they put it in those, like, freezer bags and they sell it in vending machines. Oh, yeah. Have you heard I, about this? I've, I didn't know it happened at hotels, but yeah, I have. Happens. I know there are machines like that. I mean, that is so gross. And then he goes to me, but we're prepared to give you a budget to go and buy some more and we'll happily come out and buy it with you. And I went... I'm okay, thanks, mate. I can I can buy my own oh underwear. My God. It was so weird. And then the other weird experience of China, and I'm possibly going back to the Chinese Grand Prix this year, so please, Chinese friends, still welcome <laughs> me. Chinese super fans are amazing. Chinese fans are fab. They are incredible. They're really good. Was that I, I always work out in whichever language, whichever country I'm in, how to say I'm a vegetarian. Mm. And I worked this out in Chinese, and I put it up on my screen and would hold this up. And I've got this massive, big sort of broth arrived. And I started troweling it in. I was like, oh, tastes all right. Tastes slightly <laughs> odd. Anyway, I eventually worked out that it was pork, but it was pork. It was a pig that only ate vegetables. <laughs> That's what I thought it was. That's fine. I don't know what you're getting all fussy about. <laughs> <laughs> good bit of protein for me exactly. um so are there any races that you miss do you miss south korea uh no not in the slightest <laughs> no. um sorry to our south korean friends i know i i don't miss it because there wasn't the fan base in mokpo no, it was if it was near seoul or something fair enough but yeah. mokpo you did not get the fan base it was like a five-hour train journey, exactly um 
and I, I actually got the boat once from Japan. I convinced people at the BBC, wouldn't it be a great adventure if we got the boat um, from Japan and we would go over to, to Busan in South Korea. It was horrific. Why? No, what happened? One, nobody spoke to me afterwards. It was about three <laughs> times longer. It basically said, and I've got a photo of it on my phone, that there might be emergency stops for pods of whales. It was like an ancient boat. I mean, it was the kind of thing that you would see having sank on the news and when you were watching it and feeling sympathetic you think but who which idiot in their right mind would have gone on that in the first place <laughs> I took the whole of the BBC on it everyone hated me <laughs> so, exactly um, so Mokpo I don't miss um, where else have come and gone oh, I can't think of ones that I we've lost think. off the calendar too we much we nearly lost Barcelona that would have been weird actually to lose that and I then think it's a shame we've lost up. Germany actually yeah. you know I think yeah, that, you, yeah, know, yeah. We're, you lose races it's our best race you, this year where you get great Last fans year. you know yeah. it's always, the past couple of years have been so exciting you Malaysia get, we've lost Malaysia oh, Malaysia I, I do miss that one because I think that was an excellent racetrack I mm. think if anything it was held um, mind you anytime I've been I've been to that racetrack for other series as well and it, always always pouring but they, you know they held it every year in the monsoon season yeah. what would they think what did they expect I know they tried to put it towards the end of the season for a while as well but I do think you always got exciting races in Malaysia mm. and I think it was one of the you know, it was probably the best um, Tilka track as well it was the first and you know I really liked it I liked the people I liked the fans mm. I liked the I mean I love the country anyway yeah. but you know it was a shame to lose that one yeah. okay well look I mean god we've been talking for nearly an hour you know that yeah Oh God, I'm sorry to anyone listening. Why are you apologising? This is basically just a little snapshot into our lives. Yeah, exactly. There would normally be a very large glass of wine next to both of us. I and said we've got a cup of tea. We've gone tea. Um, but, you know, I'm sure we will continue this when, when the machine isn't recording and probably just tell a few slightly naughtier stories. But <laughs> exactly. perhaps you need the wine in order that to open up. That might be part two. Yeah, okay. In the Pink is sponsored by Tag Heuer, Swiss avant-garde since 1860. Excellence, precision and elegance. Their timepieces are designed for those who love challenges. Make sure you run like clockwork and never miss a thing.